everybody, this is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? Robbie, your monotone voice indicates to me that you did not enjoy this episode. Is that correct? I hate this episode. Hey, just like everyone else. I don't know about everyone else. There seems to be a lot of people, or at least on the, on the forums at the time, who really enjoyed it. So, me, I don't know if... I Certainly, I believe the... The popular, the 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 the, the zeitgeist. It's this episode's bad, but there, I, it has its at least some defenders. I don't know what, but maybe I don't know why what they like about it. But whew, this is one of those challenging weeks. Uh, hi guys, we are brought to you by supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to Patreon.com/slash The Simpsons Show for only two dollars a month. Get access to all of our bonus content bunch of bonus episodes new episode reviews bunch of stuff on there encourage everyone to check it out we thank everyone who does support us we have a person to thank matt all right glenn george thank you glenn thank you glenn this week's episode is the sweetest apu episode dabf 14 originally aired may 5th 2002 written by john swartzwelder directed by matthew nastic received a 6.7 rating what were you saying matt I was just gonna say is like we we can't punish John Schwartzwater for this alone, and this this smacks of writers' room uh, screwing around. I <laughs> we're gonna talk about it, Matt. I have my theories. Uh, received a six point seven rating, approximately seven point one million viewers. Finished thirty seventh in the ratings. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know how well it did compared to Malcolm in the Middle this week, but I'm sure it was fine. The chalkboard gag. I will never lie about being canceled again. You won't never have it's to. Like, Simpsons, it's never, never not going to be ever concern. It's true. Though. They've got stories for years. They do have stories for years. They will outlive them. I don't think Marge has become a robot yet. Not yet. I mean, she's been in a Chance of Horror episode. I think she was a robot at one point. Maybe. I want to say she has, but who knows. Uh, the couch gag, the Simpsons come in just as two Reaper men take the couch away and Homer cries. We have seen this one already. It's fine. Not as good as the first time. Wow. Uh, I mean, it's better than the episode. Is that... Well, it, that would be have to be hard for uh, <laughs> a couch gag to, not be... to be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Episode guest stars James Lip- James Lipton as himself in a very brief and dumb cameo. Incredibly dumb and just not related to the episode at all. We're going to get to that. Oh my god. Um. Matt's also Matt is uh, using a different microphone and worse microphone because his microphone broke. Uh, we hopefully will have that fixed soon. Thank you for your hopefully. patience for all the people who are sensitive to those to 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 bad microphones. I know you're out there. Uh, though, I gosh, this also fair warning. I, I'm not lying. I hate this episode. There's going to be I'm going to. Hmm. All right. Uh, episode begins, Matt. With Apu and Manjula at the Quickie Mart, and you quickly, you quickly have noticed you. You're the first thing in the notes you say is Manjula's voice is wrong. It's because this is not Jan Hooks. No, this is I'm sure one of the staff voices. Um, yes, I'm not sure who exactly it was. Um, we'll look it up. Probably, yeah, it's one of the you know the supporting female, the guest supporting female characters who do the miscellaneous voices um it's not jan hooks because they always specify when it is but manjula's at the quickie mart 
and this is the intro we meet we see uh we get kind of an intro into Pooh and Mondula's life and and we meet the the squishy girl as she is called who is also the voice of Mandula. Mandula, why did you bring the octoplets to work? This is supposed to be our special time together. Some special time? I get to stand around watching you sell fatty poisons to overfed Americans. You think that would deter me? But no! Look, please, can you just take the children home? The porno magazine buyers are too embarrassed to make their move. Look. Come on. All right, let's go, children. <laughs> Clean up in all the aisles. Oh. Welcome, steady customer. I see you are ready for the Civil War reenactment. I need some supplies. A keg of beer and a six-pack to hold me till I tap the keg. Here you go. Thanks. Are you sure you don't want to come? In a Civil War reenactment, we need lots of Indians to shoot. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know which part of that sentence to correct first, but I cannot come. I work 22 hours a day, and then I go home to a wife who will not touch me. The Indian rope trick has become the Indian nope trick. Hi-yo! <laughs> <gasps> the squishy lady! Oh, my God. I know you must get this all the time, but can I suggest a flavor? Go ahead. Grape. Mm. Hello, Annette. How's life, handsome? Oh, take a penny, leave a penny. Eh? She called me handsome. She likes you. Put in a good word for grape. Come on, guys, we're gonna be late. Okay, okay. Don't go marry Todd on us. Don't go marry Todd on us. That's that's the kind of humor we're gonna have throughout this whole episode. There's a lot of double entendres. A lot of them. And and, and it, and it's normally that, it, a good thing. It normally is a good thing. And that's the thing. This episode would normally, I think, would be funny. But it's literal. the plot of the episode is Apu cheats on his wife. Homer finds out about it. And they tell Krusty and then, uh, and then, but and then Apu and Manjula break up or separate. And then they get back together. And... Are are we just supposed to go? Oh, we like Apu still. I mean, probably. I think that's their intention. Is Apu has done exactly what his wife asked, so therefore their relationship will be fine now. And as we see in future episodes, it is not. Which at least they kept that going. (laughs) Yes, they're very consistent in, and it just is a thing where you you go remember. It made me think, Matt. Remember when I liked all the Simpsons characters, all of them? I mean. Before season eight, yeah, probably. No, but I mean, like, it's not. It, it's just like, why would on earth would you have a character do this? Any character, they were, they probably thought, well, like, it's not a main character. It's not one. Of, it's not a Marge or Homer, right? So they'll get over it. It's not a big deal because it's a poo. You know, it's like you know, who cares if it's Mo or Barney or a poo? If they are, they can do whatever. And we'll, they'll get over it because he's just a supporting character. No one cares. I, I do. I care. Uh, and like, I don't. If a poo cheat on his wife, and then they treated it with any degree of seriousness, I maybe could get over it and deal with it in this episode. But it's just they take and they they just treat these characters like they're not real. Like they're not real people. Like they. they well, yeah. 
Go ahead. Sorry. I was just say they they treat them like uh, side characters that they bring back again and again, but every time the circumstances are different. So it's like certain things never happen. So they can pick and choose what part of their history they want to include. So it just makes it a little strange at best. I just I and it, it fundamentally makes this episode unenjoyable because Apu cheats on his wife and he makes up for it by doing a bunch of ridiculous things that are have nothing to do with relationships and i don't know what like and and, and it like when you do it and it tonally that's it sets this very very odd tone of being it feels like the honeymooners it feels like i'm watching a sitcom from the 50s it like the generals in it are insane and like i know this is a you know 2002 17 years ago but it's not that long it's not that long ago i i well i I think one of the biggest problems here is that yet what you said is exactly right it feels like a sitcom from the 50s or 60s when something like a man cheating on his wife was seen as something hilarious that could happen but also kind of serious blah 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 and i really hope that in most of society we realize now that one partner cheating on their other is basically around a lack of trust a lack of respect and something wrong in the relationship and it's a symptom of a problem not an actual uh you know thing that oh this person did a bad thing and now they need to make up to the other person for it and then everything can be okay and this like you said feels like one of those older ones where oh it's kind of a big deal but men will be men and all and it's an opportunity for the woman to get something out of him that she wants and just it's just bad. I mean, it, at the very least, treat with a little more seriousness that, okay, Apu did a bad thing. He broke Manjula's trust, and now he has to, I don't want to say prove to her, but address why it happened and um, uh, figure out why it happened and how we can make sure that it does not happen again. Or if they even want to stay together so that it won't happen again. But that's not what's done because that's not as funny. It's harder to make a joke out of that. It's easier to take a 50s plot and make a joke out of it. Yeah, like you would in a drama, you in you were like, oh well, they have eight kids together, and you know they they touch on why Apu would cheat on his wife. You know they don't have sex. Uh, he's works all the time. He t- is tired of having the kids all being destroying things all the time, et cetera, et cetera. That's fine, but and like you said, it is hard to make that funny. And I would just say, don't write an episode. Don't. Make whoa a, whoa robbie they had an idea so you know they had to go with it anything else you don't have to do you're in charge guys you can make the episodes about anything literally it's all your imagination why on earth would you make an episode about a character cheating on their wife what's funny about that i don't that's, the, that's what i was trying to say sorry i forgot to get to my point this is not a funny thing you can't make this funny, guys. Sorry, you should have moved on to the next, uh, you know, possible. They sh- you you know, sh- topic. What should have happened would probably be like John Swartzwater or whoever had this idea, and everyone else should have said, "That's not funny. Why would we try and do that? That's really hard." Mike, let's do something easier. <laughs> let's not. Okay. Uh, so that's coloring all, all the jokes throughout this entire episode. Everything. And I'm sure some of it would be funny in normal circumstances, but it just makes me kind of like. I was, I was at times while I was watching this, I was laughing like, like mani- I was like maniacally cackling, bec- because it was so crazy. 
what was mm-hmm. what the jokes in it? it it felt like how are you why are you how are you doing this it felt like it, it was like watching the room i i mentioned tommy was so before and it feels like i'm yep. watching it feels like i'm watching the room where you're like how on earth did a human being make this you would think like well no they wouldn't do that because it's insane and then they do it anyway so we we now and so this and this is i'm sorry we are gonna this episode is probably gonna be a million years long so we cut to the reenactment civil war reenactment mm-hmm. and we get a very funny joke about homer making the alcoholic drink again oh about barney yeah sorry yes you just said the alcoholic barney uh, yes barney as a recovering alcoholic homer makes him drink again and it's totally okay guys totally yeah, okay and barney's like yeah i'm fine i'm like that's not that's really dismissive of people with addiction problems. That's really cool. Really cool joke, guys. Hilarious. Uh, we had jokes- obviously, obviously, this means the Simpsons need to be canceled. This is our cancel culture now because they made a joke about something that's mean to somebody. We obviously are, are just oversensitive here, right, Robbie? Um, I, I, the Simpsons should be funny. Making the dude that's not funny and if you think that's funny you i would i would suggest you re-examine how you look at things that's i you can it it's harder like i think many comedians matt you you opened up this can of worms i'm very sorry i'm sorry you i have it. nowhere to be tonight this episode can be as long as it wants i have I'm here things to, to do tonight. The bear. Thank, i have things to do uh but I would say be smarter, work harder, write better jokes. That's literally what it takes. It's I'm sorry. Yeah, these things are very easy, but I don't know what the f- joke is where Barney drinks because Homer peer pressures into it. That sounds like a nightmare, not a joke. Uh, we had jokes it's a bad of- thing happening to somebody else. So obviously it's funny, Rob. That's, Come and, on. And that's, it's, it's mean. That's a lot of this episode is just that mean humor that I cannot get behind. There's jokes. There's a lot of there's Civil War jokes. Got to fit those in here. Very topical Civil War jokes. Um. Uh, I which I don't I don't know what's happening. That's the thing. I'm like I'm just like so confused while I'm watching this episode. It's just it's baffling. Uh, we cut from in the middle of the Civil War reenactment. We cut to a meeting with Tom Brokaw talking to some World War II veterans, and then they join uh, the fight. We are gathered here this Memorial Day to once again honor you World War II veterans. Truly, you are the greatest generation. Keep it coming, Broca! Lauding your legacy is a labor of love. You're damn right it is. You can't thank us enough. Every generation stinks but ours! Every generation so you, stinks. You stop but... it right there without Broca's uh, uh, yes master line. I don't Matt, the, I, I we got the idea. I just really I got this because they're having a civil war reenactment on Memorial Day. Apparently, how? What? Uh huh. Like that's the other thing. Everything just in this episode feels so cobbled together. It feels it's just like, hey, we have this joke. Throw it in there. Whatever. There's World War Two veterans here. All of a sudden, uh, they think they're the best, and then they go fight on the side of the Confederacy. Uh, with tanks, where where are the tanks coming from, Matt? Uh, I think they were there for a photo op, and then turns out they actually work, and they're gassed up. Cool, uh, good to know. So Homer has gotten his keg. He he he. It gets stabbed at some point by the bayonet. He drinks and he gets beaten up. He has to return it to 
the poo to the Quickie Mart, which I didn't know the Quickie Mart was renting out kegs, but apparently they do that too. And this is where we, when we get to a Homer seeing a poo and the squishy woman in the back room having sex, Homer backs away for a minute. A literal minute. He's not kidding. It is a, an entire minute. It is a, it is a minute. In change, actually, it's it's over a minute, but a, mi- a minute is a good round number. Uh, our uh, at O Benjamin on Twitter gave gave it about six. He says it's six percent of the total run time of the episode. Jeez. So that's I did I did not check that math, but it sounds about right. Um, and again, I don't think that this necessarily is a bad gag. I generally like you know it's like the rake gag. You know, when you do something for, you do something, it's funny, and then you keep doing it, and it stops being funny, and then you keep doing it, and it rolls back around. And I think if it was on a different episode, I'd probably think it was hilarious. Uh, in this episode, where it's him seeing our, one of our beloved supporting cast doing an awful thing, it, it, that is, what is happening is actually me backing away from this episode. <laughs> nice. Because that's what I, and that's where I, like, if I had my druthers, that's where I would turn it off. I'd go, oh, oh, I don't need to watch the rest of this. This is not, this is not The Simpsons, but, oh, well, too bad. Uh, We, well, and and Homer backs all the way into bed, and we go to commercial with seven minutes on the dot. Can't we just skip back to, so I don't have to talk Mm -hmm. about this crap? Nope, Matt, I have to do it, you have to do it. (sighs) All right, fair enough. We're going to get through this quickly, guys, I promise. So, uh, that's not true. The next morning, uh, Homer and Marge wake up, or actually, Homer can't sleep, basically. And he is having twitchy eye movements. He's very upset based on what he saw, which, of course, you know, that's that that's obvious. So, Marge tries to guess what is giving Homer a problem. And thanks to his eye movements, he has one eye that's kind of bouncing around his whole head. And she goes from, hey, this is something. Uh, you did know it's something you saw, obviously, and then she immediately jumps to you saw Apu having an affair with the squishy lady. So she is either psychic, or they just wanted to move this episode along. And I thank God for that. I, I would, I actually like this. Is probably my favorite scene in this in this episode. That's not oh, wow. saying that's not saying much, Matt, but it is my favorite scene because it is actually it's a good representation of Marge and Homer's closeness. And Marge being able to read Homer and him, her being able to, you know, sense that something's wrong and what he and she kind of has a uh, she, and like I don't need them to have like you said to speed this episode along. I think that is partially it, but I don't need a long scene of Homer feeling guilty and hemming and hawing and then finally admitting something. This is this actually draws character out of Marge, you know, it makes Mar it, it gives Marge character because she's she has this ability to read her husband and it kind of and. If this episode was executed, you know, in it, competently, it would be a good way to, you know, contrast Marge and Homer's relationship versus Apu and Majula's relationship. But in a vacuum, I can appreciate it. You know, it doesn't make this episode any better. But I think this See, scene I, I, is ex- I, ex- excellently executed. See, I would agree if it was 15 seconds longer and there's a little more guessing. But the fact that he jumps from it was something you saw to immediately, oh, Apu <laughs> cheated on uh, Majula. They could have cut so much, so much more of this episode that was bad, Robbie, and just added a little I, I, more. I mean, I would say they would just cut the whole episode. That, that, that's not going to get us anywhere. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Once we start about how broken this episode is, oh, mm-hmm. we will talk. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, so 
basically Marge guesses exactly what's going on, and it turns out they have a tennis match the next day with Apu and Manjula. And this is possibly one of the worst parts of the episode. We'll see if Robbie agrees. <coughs> oh, Apu, you keep scoring while my back is turned. <coughs> Are you sure you're not cheating? <coughs> no, Manjula, do you want me to find another partner? No, no. No, no, let's just keep playing. What's the score? Dirty love. I mean, 30 love. I mean, anyone for penis? I'll just get the shuttlecock. Oh. So, yeah. This is one of yeah, those I'm moments. Pretty sure that's the worst one. No, this is not the worst. This is the second worst map. I have a worse scene later on that I want to oh, okay. I'm, I'm going to play a clip for. But it is bad. Uh, don't get me wrong. This is one this is where I started laughing like a maniac. It was because it was just like, I can't. What's happening? I just did. I couldn't believe it. I have not seen this episode probably since it aired, and I just could not believe that this was happening. That they were just like, "Hey, this is the jokes. Is that we have this couple, and everyone except Manjula knows that Apu cheated on her, and let's make jokes where we just, you know, or Homer accidentally says the word penis." hilarious guys really funny hilarious all it, all it does all this scene does to me is put me in homer's place and i can't imagine how uncomfortable it would be so i don't it doesn't it just makes me feel terrible i don't, I, I just feel like a a big yawning pain in my stomach and i don't like that that's not really what i want when i'm watching the simpsons so I'll, no thanks yeah I I just this is one of those things where I just roll my eyes and go, come on, this is insane. This is so contrived, which, you know, sometimes it is, but it just it hurts anyway. And, and how they have a tennis court again in the backyard? Oh, it never left, but it uh, they have one of those ones that uh, flips. So it's got grass on one side oh, it's and like a tennis the, court on the other side. So they press a button and it flips into the earth. It's like the Ma- Xavier's Mansion. Where they exactly. know that there's underneath is where the, the blackbird black comes, comes up. Yeah, it's sometimes it's a basketball court too. They have basketball hoops if they need them. Well, it's a court. You can play anything on it. Really, I mean, Gambit loves to play basketball. Man. I mean, all this, I mean, the X Men are really more of a baseball crew until Gambit gets there. So you know, he he moves them over to basketball. So he's really the only one that plays. So it works out for him. Oh, moon to me. I'm good. No, no, no. We're not. We are not doing Gambit accents. I'm. I will talk until you shut up. <laughs> So, Marge starts to watch the video of Apu and Manjula's wedding, uh, because apparently she has that video. I guess they gave one out to everyone who attended. Uh, and it's it moves her to the point where she decides to try and save their marriage. Uh, Homer agrees to help, uh, but he wants to tell Krusty for some reason. Krusty uh, is the only Putin. person in this episode that acts appropriately. Yes, that is 100%. I mean, to be fair, Manjula, for the most part, acts as you would expect. Uh, but Krusty is the person who says, oh, that's so sad and just looks downtrodden. And that is correct. That is how this should be. Yeah, you'd be like, oh, that's sad. That would be the that's the appropriate reaction. And then hmm? then but then we get jokes about shuttlecocks. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, after they tell Krusty, uh, Homer takes several hours to tell Apu that they know uh, at Moe's. He does this by uh, very belatedly and just excruciatingly explaining, you know, bottles of beer on the wall, the old drinking song. Uh, So uh, Apu decides he's going to break it off with a squishy lady. Uh, We don't ever actually see him do that yet. Um, But somehow the next day, Apu has not told Manjula 
because this is a complex conversation and Apu is kind of a wuss. Uh, he basically does not pressure her for sex, so she knows something's up. So she checks the surveillance tapes, uh, which Apu has to know were there, and it is very obvious what's going on. So she kicks Apu out, very obviously, because Apu is an idiot. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, so Apu, I, I, what do you, I don't. It's the, if you, what do you expect, Matt, from this episode? There's just it's not there. It's not like again the right way to do it if you're not if you're gonna do it is you actually have her have him tell her because he feels guilty that is mm-hmm. a way that actually makes him in, like his character interesting and gets us back on the road to liking him again because he does the right. responsible thing but they don't have time for that or they don't have jokes so they have to have her sense that something is like this is where I go, like, what? That's the the step she takes, is immediately he's not pressuring her for sex, so she goes to watch security tapes? I mean, she could have just said, hey, Apu, is something wrong? And right then he says, I mean, yes, Matt, blah, blah, blah. Matt, if people communicated with each other, this would not be an episode. <laughs> God, if only that was the case. Either in, uh, in real life or in the episode itself. Like, either way, if people just talked... I don't think this would be an episode, but God forbid. It wouldn't be an episode of a comedy. It would still be an episode of a drama because people do things that they don't expect themselves to do quite often. And, you know, cheating on a partner is, is one of those things that happens to people. Well, I mean, uh, you know, but... yeah, it, I don't want it. I would I watch a different show if I want that, you know, the Simpsons. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Apu gets kicked out, and so he goes to live at, I believe it's the Bachelor Arms Apartment. Is that the name of the place, Robbie? I don't remember. All it's, right, let's listen anyway. have... Hey, Kirk Van Houten, I live across the way. <laughs> if you don't like losing the cribbage, stay out of my place. Well, okay. No, no, I'll let you in. I'll let you in. God. <laughs> yes, poor Kurt is just so dang lonely that he will Apu in no matter what. Kirk. So, Not Kurt, Matt. Kirk. Okay. I see Kirk. I'm sorry, sure. my microphone is not good enough to get the difference between T and K anymore. A new one is on the way, I promise. Kirk, 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 like like a uh, like a uh, like the Star Trek captain. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, at this point, we get possibly the weirdest thing that you could put in an episode. <laughs> I don't know about that. that. I did not capture because it's so dumb. I believe it is Homer watching inside the actor's studio with himself. James Lipton, guest starring, mm-hmm. he asks he's interviewing Rainier Wolfcastle and asks to talk to McBain. So who apparently that's that's a thing that that might happen. I don't know uh, on his show where he talks to the the characters uh, of certain actors and it uh, gets to the point where uh, Rainier Wolfcastle Castle gets so into it that he ends up shooting James Lipton and killing him. And James Lipton thanks him for that. And dies. That is why James Lipton is in this episode, James in Lipton, case you were wondering. James Lipton is shot by Rainier Wolfcastle, and then he dies on television. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's funny. That's, again, this is not the idea. This is not, it's not funny. It's, it's, it's just insane. It is just an absolutely insane thing to put in your television show where, hey, this is, what we're trying to do is show you inside the actor's studio. Homer's watching it, and theoretically, this is what 
the same thing that we watch in our universe with James Lipton interviewing actors about the craft. And they choose to have him get shot by an action star. And the joke is Wolfcastle is in character. And he's such in character that he has guns and shoots a man. And the idea that someone would put that in your comedy show about a couple struggling with their marriage and an affair. I don't, I don't, what, what? It's like, it is, this whole episode is crusty reacting to a uh, worker and parasite that this is entire episode is what the hell was that? Th- mm-hmm. That everything in it. What the hell was that? Also, Matt, I, it's good. I should also let you know, I assume you did not watch this episode with commentary because God forbid I I would never watch this episode again in my entire life. Uh, James Lipton is on the commentary track. Why? He's in it for 30 seconds. <laughs> Good question. Because he lives in Los Angeles, I'm guessing. So it was very yeah. easy for them. him. They just called him and said, hey, you want to be on our commentary? We'll pay you 50 bucks. He's like, sure. Why not? I'll go talk to Al Jean again, Dan Castellaneta. I like those fellas for the 30 seconds I recorded with them. Um, I, it it is bizarre. And I think, again, I think that bit could work in a very, in an absurd episode. You know, if, if you put it in an absurd episode, it could maybe work. I'm not going to rule it out. It's very insane. But putting it in this episode, it's so totally different. It just makes, it just is whiplash. You're like, what is happening? What's going on? Mhm. Mhm. Uh, uh, that's you're exactly right and it's just <laughs> it hurts my brain. You ready here Matt talk about the third worst scene in this episode. Oh okay. So the Simpsons decided to insert themselves into this relationship even further at this point and they decide to have Manjula and uh Apu over without telling the other one that the other is going to be there which is something you see in movies and you scream at people no one would do that no one's that stupid. So of course the Simpsons do that. During dinner uh, which apparently is, is not very good. Uh, Manjula later informs us. Uh, they, in a callback to their wedding, I think, at least, God, I hope so, uh, they bring the kids in as a cardboard version of the Hindu god Ganesh, who mm. tells them to get back together. Mm-hmm. And, of course, things go awry, and the act ends with Manjula giving Apu divorce papers, and then we mercifully go to a commercial. <laughs> it is mercy i will say here i'm gonna find i'm trying to find positives matt there's so very few in this thing i did find little maggie running off with the head still on her cute. that was pretty cute yeah that was cute uh the scene in general is again no one on earth would do this no one on earth would go oh there's a couple that has marital problems and they are separated let's bring them together for a dinner without either of them knowing how on why on earth would you ever do that you're a crazy person if you do that um and then the the ganesh thing i i assume that it i hope here i don't assume anything i hope that it is a deliberate trying to make a callback to their wedding i my my worry is that it's just them not realizing they've already done basically the same joke in the wedding episode and they're just doing it again 
because they that's their default is like that like a lot of these jokes are very like i've not also mentioned we have not mentioned like we've mentioned the double entendres there's lots of them in here mm-hmm. we have not mentioned the many many just like indian hindu jokes like there's a lot of just like pun punny indian jokes and punny hindu jokes I, I hesitate to call them I, jokes, but gags. Yeah, I really. This goes back to the conversation we've had many, many, many times in the show of uh, Apu should have been voiced by a uh, Southeast Asian actor, uh, and I really hope that had that been the case when this episode was being recorded, or at least at the table read, they would have been like, "Whoa, guys, this is not cool. This is terrible." But since it's Hank Azaria, no one was there to, you know question their that's, terrible taste in jokes. I mean, that's why having, you know, rep- representative uh, people play their the right characters is actually also helpful is because it gives you a different perspective and makes makes the show better just because it is not lazy, lazy, lazy comedy writing, which is what this is. It's just the laziest, lowest, like... Uh, okay. So at 15 minutes and 33 seconds, we come back uh, and we get Manjula meeting with a divorce lawyer. Apu does not have very much money. Are you absolutely sure? Because legally, I am allowed to shake him by the ankles and see what falls out. It's established in the case of lawyers versus justice. <laughs> that was a wonderful day for us. Yes, it is even. Now, we have eight children. Will that affect the settlement? <laughs> Perhaps. No offense, but you remind me of the monkey man who slaughtered my family's chickens. Yes, I get that a lot. <laughs> I have to think all of this over. I still have feelings for Apu. I understand. Who is Apu? The face of divorce is not as beautiful as I had hoped. Perhaps there is another way. When will you humans learn that your feelings, as you call them, can stand in the way of big cash payoffs? <laughs> Robbie. Mm-hmm? What the front door? How? How did this scene get in this episode? I. Not only is it bad and offensive, and I hate everyone involved... But Apu doesn't even have any money. Like, Apu's poor. He's got eight kids. Why is this lawyer thinking he can take him for everything he had, which is nothing? It's a joke of... Don't you get it? Lawyers don't have emotions. They're aliens and monsters. I, uh... uh and they thought okay. that's... They, they think that's funny. That's the joke. Mm-hmm. Don't you get it? Lawyers are bad. Yeah. Isn't yeah, that a funny it. joke that you've never heard before? Ever? And isn't it a funny joke told really cleverly as well? Oh wait, no, it's not any of those things. <laughs> oh, nope, it sure isn't. It's really it's a it's a character we've never seen before. We'll never see again. Uh, it's not funny. Uh, it kind of actually diminishes the, the revelation that Manjula has, where she this is the this is the scene where Manjula realizes that she doesn't want to go through with a divorce, and it should be very powerful. It should be moving because it is com- it's Manjula dealing with complex emotions and her complex feelings of being betrayed, but also still having a lot of love for her husband and have you know what builds up in in, in long term relationships. Uh, but instead, 
we have this caricature of a divorce lawyer who at the end betrays himself as not human literally like as written he is some alien or some weird monster who like he is not human he calls he divorces himself from his humanity there so it kind of diminishes the impact that the 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 scene should have um Mm -hmm. and so it, it actually is bad in multiple ways so that's good um Marge, we have a Marge and Mondrula scene next because Marge has taught the octuplets to emotionally manipulate Mondrula, mm-hmm. which I don't know if the writers realize it makes us less like makes me at least like Marge less because uh, it makes her look like this is like when when they have Marge like put meat juice into Lisa's food. It, that's what it makes. Her, it makes her look like a, a sociopath. Yep. When you're using children to manipulate people that's 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 what uh, that's not meant that's not healthy i behavior from a normal person and not especially not from a person i I would like you know like uh in any way uh so manjula at this point admits that no she wants to get back with apu and marge is trying they're trying to figure out how apu can make it up to her and Marge really wants them to go to see some male strippers. For some reason, Marge is really interested in the golden banana. Right now, all of a sudden, Marge is not a like incredibly sexual being. Largely, you know, she's usually written as someone who is very tame, generally, unless she gets held over a romance novel or something. But all of a sudden, boom, she wants to go to the golden banana. But Mandula doesn't want to do that. She wants to punish Apu, and and make a li- she makes a list. Of things he has to achieve before she'll let him back in to their life together, and Robbie, this this list hurts me. I, we I, don't get to see the list until a little bit later, we, but I, well, before we that before we get to the list itself, okay, uh, we have the worst. This is my my fa- least favorite scene in this episode. I hate it. I hate everything about it. Um, okay, it it is a poo uh, threatening suicide and talking about reincarnation. Over, under, round, and round, so your feet won't touch the ground. <clears throat> now, let's see what awaits me in the next life. First I was a tiger, a snake, a clod, a goat with a hat, then me, oh, a tapeworm, then assistant to Lord Michaels. It's going to be a rough couple of lifetimes. Manjula? Oh, Apu, you're such a Brahma queen. Have you come to forgive me? I am willing to take you back. Really? Provided you complete these tasks. Number one, break up with Squishy Girl. Well, that's a no-brainer. Number two, lose weight. Number three, get cartoon published in New Yorker. Number four, legally change name to Slime Q Slime Dog. Number five, wear name tag that says same. I know a great name tag place. They do fabulous work. It's where I got this. Homer's name tag says trainee at the end there. Uh-huh. Robbie, mm-hmm. why, yes. why are these things on this list? They they do nothing to fix the problem of what happened on why Apu cheated in the first place. None of those help. I mean, I get that this episode is designed to make it seem like it is all Apu's fault, and Apu did the bad thing. Yes, but it's obvious that in Apu and Manjula's relationship, there is a disconnect in between what they both want and what they are both getting. And rather than this list being a way to address 
the disconnect in their expectations and their ability to deliver, it is just Apu doing funny things to get Manjula to take him back. It's a cartoon show, man. Don't you know that it's not serious? You're not supposed to want you to think this is funny. Isn't then remember they make a joke about Lauren Michaels while Pooh's about to murder himself. Isn't that hilarious? I mean, that's this uh, there's episode. one thing we've proven is that Lauren Michaels is not a good person, but <laughs> uh, uh, it's I mean, that's it's nothing new with Lauren Michaels. It's the fact that the, it's literally in the same scene. A Pooh is standing there with a noose around his neck, studying a reincarnation chart. Where, mm-hmm. And tracking the next thing. That's not, I don't, that's not how that works uh, at all. And also, like, you, I played that clip also includes such a Brahma queen. Mm-hmm. And I would probably let that slide if this episode wasn't so awful. And, like, it's not enough that Apu is, you know, cheats on a Manjula and then they fix their, rela- fix their relationship by Manjula going to a crazy divorce lawyer and then making this absurd list. It is, again, Apu is threatening, is about to kill himself, literally. We, like, if they don't walk in, I assume Apu dies. And to make it, and this, this is what I have to assume. I have to assume that... They don't care if this is how much this breaks your suspension of disbelief, how much this ruins your immersion in this episode. They just go, oh, isn't it funny that he is thinking about reincarnation right before any because he's going to kill himself. He doesn't care because he gets to become a he comes back as something else. And like it's just it's just layers of 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 terribleness and laziness and not understanding tone at all. And this is. This is the only thing in my mind that can ma- that makes me think that this episode that John makes me re- still respect John Swartzwater, uh, because he has written some of the best Simpsons episodes of all time, um, along with this one, which is one of the worst, and at least so far. Uh, who knows? I mean, next week we get the Scream Hiller, I believe. Um, if I, I, the only reason I could think that this makes sense to me is if John Swartzwater wrote this episode as like an Andy Kaufman style prank. That's the only thing that like he purposely wrote the worst thing he could imagine. That is like, is it is just full of stereotypes and sitcom jokes. Like that is the only thing in my mind that makes sense. I can believe that, but we do know that John Swartzwater has a very strange sense of humor. And if he did that and didn't tell anybody, it's a masterful joke because it just makes zero sense whatsoever. Like it is, it really is Andy Kaufman level. I, I just, it's so, so bad, but it's not like we read his book, the time machine did it uh, for one of our bonus episodes. So we know the kind of humor he has, and this doesn't seem like it. This seems like if you were going to write an episode that was supposed to be a weird, bizarre satire, he would do something less cliched is my only concern about that. I mean, I, that is my theory, Matt. I'm not saying that I actually believe it. I just saying, like in my mind, that's the only thing I could come up with that could potentially explain how this episode made it to air. Uh, also, they just ran out of time, and no one wanted to stay later to fix it. Um, I I don't know. It's it's that's all I could come up with. That's the best I could yeah. do. Uh, and yeah, this list doesn't. It's just funny things that they can make a, a poo do, and that's what he does. He does he does a lot of weird things he gets a new yorker cartoon in there uh he does 
we don't see everything he does. He goes to talks to the to the the, the squishy lady and tells her it's broken off. Um, they they get sm- they get a new smooth they get a new squishy machine that's in different brand. It's smushy and it's terrible. It's terrible and it has like a like some gay stereotype as the repairman. So that's good too. Uh, but uh, that's it. Apu does all the stuff on the list, and then they're back together. That that is how it ends. And I have I I have the clip, and it's a it's in a I in a, I just I have the clip. So, back in the old bed, I never realized it was so wide. Yes, back to our marital closeness. Maybe we can't rush things. Oh, Apu, I want us to be a family again. But it will take some time. We will know when it feels right again. Whenever you are ready. Mm. That's And then Homer is also, this should be added, Homer is on a ladder outside of their bedroom window, staring at all of them. <laughs> staring at them doing this. Uh-huh. I don't know why, because they, I guess it has that very, you know, I think, very, I don't know, typical Simpsons ending where they have a sweet part and then they have the kind of little bit of cynical humor to cut through that the saccharineness a little bit and that's that's Homer staring through the window and then backing out bouncing the ladder backwards and a callback to the bit earlier in the show in the episode and this ending theoretically would be fine if the rest of the episode was in line with it tonally consistent with it but it's not this is the only mature moment they have together. This is where they should start. This is not where the episode should end. It feels like very much like they just went, oh, well, what's a sweet way we can have them back together and make it all make sense? Well, they have the thing and the nice at the end. I'm like, yeah, that worked. that's nice, but the rest of this episode's garbage. You threw a bunch of garbage at the at the wall and and that and you called it an episode. It's terrible. It, it's it, I, it's baffling. Like, I don't understand how not... I, I said this to Matt before we started recording. I said, how did no one say anything about this episode in any step along the way? Did no one in the writer's room raise their hand and go, hey, guys, this is bad. It doesn't make any sense. And it's so in, it's so totally inconsistent, it's going to alienate our, our audience. No one said that, and then it went to table reads. No one with you know a dozen, a, a couple dozen people all in the same room, just going through this and going, "Yeah, this is fine." How you're crazy? I, I don't know if I'm sure a part of it is that it's 17 years ago, and, I, and certainly culture has changed to make. But this is it. Still feels dated. It still feels wrong. It makes it makes you feel uncomfortable and awkward the entire time. How did this happen, Matt? I got nothing, man. If you're trying to ask me, like, how did this happen? Get I have no Matt, idea. I know. Calm Algene. Get him on the line. Let's bring him in. Uh huh. Uh huh. You go ahead and do that. And uh, while you do that, I will be over here slamming my head into a wall, and that will be more fun. I would absolutely love that. That's the thing. It's just, I. It's really bother. It bothers. It bothers me probably more than it should. I should probably just go dismiss it, but I would love to talk to Algene and and Matt Groening for that matter. Matt Groening probably is checked out at this point, so he doesn't care. But I would really love to check talk to Al Algene and be like, "Dude, 
what were you doing? Like, and they, anytime anyone ever questions any of the creators about, oh, you know, the Simpsons, you know, the tired, you know, the Simpsons aren't as zombie Simpsons. They're not as good as they used to be. You, I would, I really like, it's not necessarily like, oh, they're not as good as they used to be. Well, of course they're not. It's the best television ever, but I do want to go like, what were you doing? What happened? Were you just like, were so like you had to take, you took over all of a sudden and the place was in shambles from Mike Scully. So you had to rush a lot of episodes through, including things that are bonkers like this. I don't know. It It's, this is incredibly, it, it might, uh, it's so, it's so hard to watch. This episode is hard to watch. It really, really is. And I, I'm tired of talking about it. Let's talk about how broken it is. <laughs> we'll rank it at the end of the show. Matt? Robbie, is this episode broken? Oh, yes, absolutely. No, you were right the first time with that quick fix idea. Let's see. Quick fix, quick fix. Ah. I don't even have to. This is, again, going from my gut. Absolutely, 100%. Terrible, broken. The problem is, I don't. I, I can't fix this. How do you fix this, Matt? You don't do an episode about something that is so critical and dramatic and there's just nothing funny about this you don't you don't fix this you you, you don't if if you, you just if, if you want to make the if you are dying if you are it's the hill you're gonna die on that you need to make an episode of poo cheating on his wife you have to treat it seriously and you have to you have to bring us you have to we are manjula effectively the audience is manjula in this mm-hmm. basically so if you want to do this, you have to make a poo. You have to show us a poo making dedicated and and have him and, and not just make do a dumb list of things that are, are just absurd, but actually have them, you know, have talk about the relationship and fix things, etc. And, and that's not funny. <laughs> the way to make this episode is to make it not funny. And I don't you you make it a drama. But I don't. You make it a very like s- slow drama that is painful and melancholy, probably. And then if you then you can have that sweet ending. But frankly, I don't want that I, in my Simpsons. I just want a normal Simpsons episode where like people maybe come to the brink of making a really bad decision, then they don't do it. Um, like many of the Homer and Marge relationship ep- episodes where they are tempted by a, a third party. It's always they get to the brink and then they get pulled back. You know, and you can do that. Absolutely. Not this. You can't do this. Uh, I would say you fix it by not making it. That is my that's my verdict, man. That's mine as well. This is terrible and you should have just skipped on out. All right. So, Matt, you ready for some really great information from our, our from the forum? I guess <laughs> it's time for our next segment. It's time for comments from the news group. OK, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Uh, uh, news Newsgroup is where I look through the uh, NoHomers.net forum when uh, they had a thread that comes up whenever these episodes came out to see what people thought of the episode. Um, so 11, 11.5% roughly gave it a 5 out of 5. Perfect score. Uh, and then the a majority, this is the largest vote, was 40% gave it a 4 out of 5. And then 27% gave it a 3 out of 5. So together, 
if I'm doing my math correctly, that's like, let's say 27, 67, 78% say this is a three out of five or better. Three quarters of the audience. I think three quarters of the audience are single men who've never had a relationship in their lives. Uh, I mean, it's possible. Uh, then there's uh, roughly 15%, like two out of five, and then a 6% as one out of five. Uh, I, got, I pulled some reviews. People might complain and make a big deal out of the few reused jokes, impersonating Ganesh, Civil War rec recreation. That doesn't drag down what's probably my favorite episode of the season thus far. The first act was a little slow. Maybe the Civil War stuff didn't work so well. Homer retreating in shock with the music playing on over and over was perfect, though. A hilarious sequence. Just kept laughing every time the music started up again. The second act had some great Homer dialogue, like Homer reassure, reassuring Apu that he is in fact scum. It was excellently done. The third act had some fun at the expense of divorce lawyers, a group of people that deserve some mockery. Laura seeing only dollar signs at the prospect of a nice settlement for Manjula is a great commentary on the way marriages end these days. Overall, an excellent episode. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. If they had said 7 out of 10, I could be like, okay, that person is a little misguided. But for the love of God, 10 out of 10. That, that just... Ugh, I want to smack that person in the face and it, teach them what life is really like. I don't... If you have any critique of it, it's not a ten out of ten. I don't even. It's not even. They're like they're not even internally consistent. Like they say, oh, this part didn't work so well. I'm like, well, then it's not a ten out of ten. If you thought it was... at best, it's a nine. It's probably worse. Uh, okay. Uh, the, I mean, those divorce lawyers. They got some mockery, Matt. They deserved it. Well, uh, I mean, that's true and all, but sheesh. Uh, there's, there's fine. Not all. I know. Not all I, of them are bad, but there's, you know, it's a necessary evil. That's true, but there are there seem to be more worse uh, divorce and personal injury lawyers than other types of lawyers. Got to pay them oh. bills, man. Uh, a great episode. It had some unrealistic parts, but they were ignorable. The episode had a nice feeling to it. It had some great parodies. The dialogue was perfect. The dialogue was perfect, man. Perfect again. Perfect. Uh, -huh. uh, here we go. Now I got some bad ones too, just to make you feel a little bit better. Ugh. Oh, thank horrible. You. The plot was terrible. The jokes were either way. Out there are just not going far enough. I'm left at Homer going backwards. I give it a two out of five. And then finally, awful episode, worst of the season so far. The plot was not funny, and too many jokes fell flat. Plus, all the times the octuplets came on stage, it made me want to punch them. What? You want to punch the? Okay. Has Manjula's <laughs> voice changed? Because if it did, it yeah, it did. It did uh -huh. change. They didn't bring Jan Hooks back. She probably cost too much money. Meaning she costs any amount of money is my guess. Uh, but that's that's the reviews, Matt. All right, perfect. Uh -huh. Ten out of ten. Overall, an excellent episode. You heard him. Don't please just just stop. Just stop. I, you're the one who started this. Okay. I know. You poked me first. Uh, we can move on to our next. It's time for the listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow. KBBL is gonna give me something stupid. Well, hot dog. We have a wiener. Yellow. Our listener question of the week this week is, what is your favorite comic book comic book guy quote? Talking. Me learn English? It's impossible. Uh, a lot of great answers, as always. Appreciate everyone taking the time to answer. First from Will. Now I must return to my comic book store where I dispense the insults rather than absorb them. Uh, from Hannah. I adore Edna. She's near mint and comes from a very limited edition. Females who will talk to me. Is that a kitty cat? Matt there? It is. Sorry, he has decided that he wants to be on the podcast now. Is that seven? That's seven. <laughs> uh, from Lauren. Oh, loneliness and cheeseburgers are a dangerous mix. I've said this to myself more than once. Whatever, cheeseburgers are delicious. I mean, that's why they're dangerous. Because they it's are It's really true. Yeah. 
They're because they're great. From Nick, yes, this should provide adequate sustenance for the Doctor Who marathon. And this is in the '90s when Doctor Who was not nearly as popular. Yeah, this is back when you know, at best, it was uh oh god, uh, Tom Baker uh, right. was mm-hmm. the you know yeah the, the, the scarf yeah. Doctor Who. I don't remember all the others. From Abby, no banging your head on this display case, please. It contains a very rare Mary Worth in which she has advised a friend to commit suicide. Thank you. Robbie, that was fantastic delivery. Thank you. I've I've been I don't know if you know this about me, I've been to a lot of comic book stores in my life. And dealt with various comic book guys. Uh-huh. Mm. Uh huh. From Tim, oh, I've wasted my life. Uh, from Sean, I have the only working phaser ever built. It was fired only once to keep William Shatner from making another album. I, I'll do, hey, that Ben Folds produced William Shatner album was good. I'm not sure I've ever heard it. Now I'm going to go find it. Thanks, Robbie. It's, I, I, I think I'm going to give it a lot of the credit to Ben Folds, who's an excellent musician. From Jenny, you might be familiar with this one. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. <laughs> Uh, from Jesse, that is a rare photo of Sean Connery signed by Roger Moore. From John, is there a word in Klingon for loneliness? Ah, uh, yes. Gerald Duck. Uh, from Sergio, huh. The Internet King. I wonder if he can provide faster nudity. <laughs> so we're, we're all looking for it. You know, uh, that's true. Although I think the internet has gotten to the point where nudity is now fast enough. There's now <laughs> so much nudity that the real challenge is wading through all of it. Surplus nudity. Uh, from Joe, there's no emoticon for what I'm feeling. Uh, from James at James underscore Warwick. Now make now make like my pants and split. Uh, from Gino Man at Eugene R. McGrath. Life well spent from the movie. And Riley Finnegan at Riley Finnegan one, but I have yet to kiss a human girl. That's a terrifying <laughs> statement with all the implications. <laughs> Matt, what's your answer? My answer is uh, somewhat self-deprecating. Uh, I, yes, I won this belt at the local Star Trek convention, although I, I find their choice of prizes highly illogical, as the average Trekker has no use for a medium-sized belt. Although loneliness and cheeseburgers was a very close second. Uh, I, I am I gonna go with I I have. I have mentioned my dislike for comic book guy general and in, uh-huh. in a very general sense before But I'm going to give a quote that I think actually is, is representative of my favorite part of comic book guy. And that is the life well spent from the movie mm. because there is no, nothing wrong with pursuing interest in pop culture and reading a bunch of comic books and watching movies and having that kind of knowledge. And I don't uh-huh. think you should feel guilty about it. I don't, you don't waste your life. Art is is valuable, and consuming art is 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 valuable. I'll defend it. There, I said it. Uh, next week's question: What episode embarrasses you to watch? I mean, this episode I hope has a lot of people's, but ah, I'm sure there are other ones. There's other ones, Matt. Ugh. I don't. I actually don't think my answer will be this episode. I think I off the top of my head, I have a different answer. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll think about it. And I'll ruminate, but I'm pretty sure I. I'm pretty firm on it. You so, shall ruminate. Yeah. What episode embarrasses you to watch? I will be putting this question on social media, facebook.com slash the Simpson show pod, Twitter at Simpson show pod. You can email us at Simpson show pod at gmail.com. Next up, Matt, it is time once again for the no Google trivia challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S M R T. I mean, S M A R R T. The no Google trivia challenge where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, one hard and try and stomp the other. 
Matt has one point lead on me so far this season. We have three more episodes. I need to I need to be better. I need to do better. That's the got to step it up. I have to I have to step it up. Uh, you ready for an easy question, Matt? I am ready, sir. Uh, these are from a Millhouse divided, which somehow managed to. I think it's because Kirk is so pathetic. It, it it's the only reason that episode works at all. Oh yes, absolutely. Um, which is that's this episode made me appreciate that episode more. I think because of like, oh wow, that's they actually managed to make. I think because Kirk's unlikable, you don't care that he's you know lonely and sad. You're just like, oh, which is sad because I feel like he has the potential to be a sympathetic character, but he's not, and that's what makes it funny. Yeah, that's the only reason the episode works. Your easy question: Who gets divorced in a Millhouse divided? Uh, that's Kirk and Luann Van Houten. That is correct. Meow. Your question: What uh, all of your questions are from a principal and the popper? Oh. What? Yeah. What was uh, Seymour Skinner's rank in the army? Sergeant. You are correct. It's a nice alliteration. It is Sergeant, Sergeant Seymour, Seymour Skinner. Skinner. Um, it's practically yeah. Marvel-esque. It is. Um, your meme question, Matt. What kitchen accessories does Marge list at Stoner's Pot Palace? Kitchen accessories. And I will give I will give partial credit because this is a meme question. Okay, I believe she mentions a melon baller. Oh man, what does she? She listed a whole bunch of stuff that they need for the party. Mm-hmm. So there's a melon baller. Maggie's in the big dish. Uh, citrus zester. Um, what else was there? Uh, a ravioli crimper, and oh, I want to say there's like a hammer of some type, some kind of mallet. I don't know. I some guess. kind, of, some kind of hammer that that goes in the the kitchen. It's an oyster mallet. Oh, what the hell is an oyster mallet? I assume I I assume it's a mallet you smash oysters with. Even Fair though I'm fairly sure you shuck oysters with a knife, um, but. I assume in the context of this episode, they just thought that was funny. I'll give you, I'll give you a point, Matt, because you got, you got over half. But you know, oh, okay, for full for full points, I would you'd have to get all of them. All right, fair enough, fair enough. All right, your medium question: What is the penalty for mentioning the Armin Tamzarian incident in Springfield? Um, it's at the end of the episode. Poor old, the poor real Seymour Skinner is on a tr- on the train car in a chair and. I believe it's Superintendent Chalmers, or is it Quimby? Quimby's there, I think. Quimby's the one's like, oh, and if we ever mention it again, you will be something terrible. It's some awful, it's some awful, like death or torture or something. Um, uh, you will be, I'll just say death, penalty by death. Uh, you're close. Uh, under penalty of torture. Torture. It is torture. And it was Judge Snyder. It was, it was oh, not Judge Snyder. Not I was. I was. I was. It was some authority figure. I figured which one it was. All right, your hard question, Matt. I need all these too. No partial credit, uh, of course. What hard shows? Question. What shows does Homer buy tickets to? Or at least once he mentions, because uh, he buys he, he buys a ticket to every uh, the show at the theater that March goes to. Um, I have no idea. I remember him mentioning mostly Matrigolds, but that wasn't a show at the theater. I don't think. I think that was a separate event. He was like, I have no idea. I'm interested to hear. Mostly Madrigals is one of them. It oh, is, okay. That's the first one he lists. And then he, he goes, mostly Madrigals. And then an evening with Philip Glass. That will be great. And then finally, <laughs> Voices of the Elderly. 
Oh, that's the one I should have remembered. I would, I had that in my brain. Nerds. Voices of the Elderly. That uh, sounds like a really fun show to go to. Mm-hmm. What's my hard question, Matt? Your hard question. What street did Armin Tamzerian live on in Capital City? Oh, God. <laughs> uh, it's it's a joke. It's the like some corner. It's a joke about living in the bad part in bad neighborhood uh uh corner of bad street and crime town i don't remember <laughs> no this i think you're thinking of a different episode and uh, this one is just a random number uh, uh which is why i picked it. it is 433rd street oh okay i nope mm-hmm. I, i'm thinking absolutely thinking of a different episode um i have some most questions but you i i i like i said i have uh obligations that i must get to so we will save them for next week matt still now he has a two-point lead on me so that's great um uh, going in the opposite direction not really what i want out of this but uh, that's appropriate for this this episode i'm punished uh we can move on to our final segment so we had every single episode with it's time for best episode ever best episode Ever. Best episode ever is the part show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically, watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever, and how good they are. So this seems uh, bad, like actively yeah. hating us bad. It's, so I think we can definitely put it in the bottom ten. It's in the bottom five, at least. I would say it's at least, okay. it's in the bottom four. It's worse than Brawl and the Family. Definitely agree. I, I was just, I was hedging my bets, but yeah. Honestly, I'm looking at this, and I think this is worse than MMM Marge. Uh, Missionary Impossible can go either way. I don't think it's quite as bad as Kill the Alligator and Run, or it, Simpsons Safari for sure. It's not as bad as Simpsons Safari. Uh, I think you're right. It is worse than it's a Mad 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 Marge. Um, that's that episode is. I'm, I'm like thinking in terms of character assassination because this is what this episode is. It's not that it necessarily like. It certainly doesn't make a lot of sense, but it makes a modicum of sense. Like, mm-hmm. but it makes Apu unlikable and doesn't treat this this situation seriously at all. And it just makes you go like, I don't like Apu. Why would I? Why would I root for them to get back together? They shouldn't be get. They shouldn't get back together. They should be divorced. Not not only do we not like Apu, we don't like the Simpsons because all they're doing is meddling in other people's business that they didn't ask for and has specifically requested them not to meddle in. It seems like yes, that is also true. Where you're like, why on earth? This is these. This makes the family act like sociopaths again. Like no one on earth acts like this. What kind of show is this? Who are these people? What like do you know what you're writing? No, you don't. Obviously, um, and it and it get and it and it we're at a crossroads where it's like those three bottom episodes are so blatantly dismissive of of of, of the audience, like they're openly antagonistic about catering to any audience. Like they don't try and have like they don't have endings. They are they the plots are full of garbage and nonsense. Like they're they make jokes openly about making the audience angry. It is the worst of the Scullier's tropes of like just being screw you moments to the audience, which he literally like they made that they specifically mentioned that in commentary tracks at times. And you're like, why on earth would you include that in your show? That's a, and. I don't think this this episode has any of those. I it just feels insanely tone deaf, um, and I 
think you're probably I, I think it's this is very raw because I just watched it again. Mm-hmm. I think it, that's why I, I like I really like I want to say oh it's the worst episode ever, but I still think you know I think those three episodes are so bad that I, I think that is a greater crime than that what this episode commits. I think just like I'm, but I'm not saying that I again. I will see. There might be a, I, I think there will still be episodes that are worse than Simpsons Safari. I just don't think this is one. All this is is a terrible episode, just not the worst episode yet. I would. I sadly, say, I think it's better than Missionary Impossible. Okay, I mean, like I said, I could go either way on Missionary Impossible. I mean, that's fine. Yeah, it's it's kind of like choose. It's like picking your poison at this point. You're like, well, which is, and what this the title of the episode, the sweetest of poo. We haven't even mentioned the title is in what is what are you doing, guys? Why would you call it that? I mean, it's 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 like it was left over from the last Apu episode. Um, what was it called? Uh, where Apu uh, went to Manjula and like mm-hmm. I remember he covered himself in chocolate. Yeah, it's the Valentine's Day episode, which we actually isn't. We didn't, we didn't mind. I thought that episode was okay, and that's really yeah. that's that's the crazy thing to me is that they have that episode, which is like one of the better episodes of the Scully years, and then they have this episode in the Al Jean run that is in just crazy. Um, that's sweetest the food. There's two sixty eight on our list. Homer's Enemy is still number one. Simpson Safari is still in last place. However, we have another challenger. Oh wait! Oh, I was wrong. Screaming fillers in two weeks. Next week, thankfully, oh, is not. We have a break. Maybe I don't remember this episode at all. Uh, but this is little. Next week's episode, Matt, is a little girl in the Big Ten. Oh yeah, it's Lisa goes to college. It's, Lisa, Lisa goes to college. It's it's yeah, it's not that bad. Yeah, I I, I imagine it back to the Algene kind of bland episode, which I'll take over this 100 percent of the time. Uh, I hope that's what that is. I hope it's not another bad episode that I have to torture myself to watch. Um, you can find this list, best episode ever list, at our, at our website. It's thesimpsonshow.com. It's links to everything, to our Facebook, to our Twitter, to our RSS feed. Link to our Patreon if you want to throw the show a couple of dollars. We'd really appreciate it. Um, that'll do it, I think, <laughs> for us today. Uh, you can find me online on Twitter at Robbie Dorman. My website is RobbieDorman.com. You can find links to everything there, everything I do. All my podcasts and links to purchase my horror novels. My newest novel, Truth, is a psychological horror story about a news host haunted by a specter of truth. You can buy it on Amazon or read it for free with Kindle Unlimited. Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. That's true. Uh, I'm going to go consider all the hateful, horrible things that uh, the Simpsons characters have done to each other. So... uh... You know, just stare quietly into the abyss and and try to think of your questions really hard. Perhaps over that we will form some kind of mystical connection. But if not, it's okay. You can hang till next week. Matt needs a break, guys. <laughs> After this episode, I think we all need a break. We should all just quietly meditate on why cheating spouses is not something we should do jokes about. Not, not in your comedy show. No, probably not good. I'm mm-hmm. Robbie. And I'm Matt. And keep watching The Simpsons. Shh.